0: Sheeta is a true heir to Lapida, and the queen of slipping in and out of an Australian <laughs> accent. This is Spoilers.
1: Sheeta! What's up?
0: is Spoilers. Hey, welcome to Spoilers. Hey there. This is Pappy, recording from Denver, Colorado, and we're here to spoil our second Miyazaki movie of the podcast, A Castle in the Sky. Joining me today, first time, uh, I guess full guest, but long time listener, and he's called in on the Van Wilder episode, recording from Elkhart?
2: Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne,
0: Indiana. Brett Kelly. Brett, how's it going?
2: I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me.
0: I hope I didn't dox you by using your last name there. Are you okay with that? Or do we need to beep that out on the pod? No, no,
1: you're fine. All the Nazis are coming after you. Yeah, what else is new?
0: Speaking of Nazis, recording from Elkhart, Indiana, a good friend of mine, my college roommate, it's Mikey Money Toler.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. It's
0: called a transition, bud.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, recording from Elkhart. No Nazis here.
0: What'd you think about the movie, Money?
1: Uh, I mean, this is a easy yes, I'll tell you that. This is a Miyazaki movie. It's pretty amazing animation, and I love all of them so far that I've
0: seen. Last but not least, you heard him screaming in a Japanese woman's accent at the top of his lungs. Shita! <laughs> <laughs> My good friend, producer, Stevie. How's it going, bud?
3: Hey there i'm doing good i'm excited to talk about this movie that was really neat it was long but neat
0: you're into the whole japanimation scene right a little bit
3: um i wouldn't say like super like I've i've dipped my toes in it put it that way i haven't jumped in yet but i've dipped my toes in it
0: fair enough well let's continue to dip our toes like i said this is the second miyazaki movie we've done on the podcast we started with uh what was it, Stevie? Princess Mononoke?
3: Princess Mononoke. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton classic.
0: Well, I would say this movie is definitely targeted more towards children than that. But So if this is your first episode of the podcast, Brett, I know you've listened, so we don't need to tell you, but we're going to go through this movie, break it down, spoil it inside and out, uh, give our yes or no ratings, and then play a little trivia game. Whoever wins that trivia gets to pick our next movie. So without further ado, let's fly off with Castle in the Sky. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Come fly (laughs) with me. (laughs) So uh, uh, this movie doesn't really have a typical three-act structure, but we're just going to break it down into thirds anyway because that's easy for me. So in Act 1, Castle in the Sky uh, sort of takes place in the steampunky alternate reality of Earth around the turn of the 20th century. We meet female protagonist, Sheeta, as she's accompanied by a government agent on the flying machine, Goliath. Uh, the sh- ship is attacked by Dark Knight Rises style pirates, uh, where they take over the ship <laughs> and cast Sheeta down, where we meet our main male protagonist, Pazu. Uh, so, the first act really takes place on Earth itself. We get to see the small mining town that Pazu grows up in. Uh, we meet some government agents who are after Sheeta. Uh, get some help from the locals, meet a true Pappy character in the mines um, <laughs> who explains the significance <laughs> of the crystal. And then this act kind of wraps up with uh, them learning about how powerful uh, Shida's crystal is and then getting captured by the government forces. So we sort of skimmed over a lot there, but the castle in the sky is a city of Laputa. Stevie, do you want to try and explain what Laputa is? <sighs>
3: Well, I think there's many different interpretations in go on. Um, it's obviously what they're aiming for. It kind of reminds me of just heaven. A lot of the story reminds me of man trying like his hardest to get to heaven. My father took that picture from an airship. Is it Laputa? It's Laputa, a floating island.
1: An island that floats in the sky?
3: Yep. Most people think it's just a legend, but my dad actually saw it.
2: La- Laputa
3: is what it sounded like. Laputa. 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 All right. Um. Pretty much it's this, I guess, Uh. very knowledgeable, like very more technologically advanced society that um. there's this kind of always a myth, and they realize with the stone that it actually exists, and now it's just pretty much in ruin.
0: Brett, what did you think about the setting of this movie? Is this in the future? Is this in the past? Is this just in some different world what's going on here
3: uh, i would
2: definitely not say the future but um just because they were longing for technology and their planes and flying machines were all old school like steampunky 30s yeah i mean i don't know La- laputa was kind of futuristic honestly cuz they have robots hanging out
3: all the technology
2: yeah that was some pretty intense stuff there <laughs>
3: I thought I would show you an example of Laputa's power. We are about to
0: celebrate the rebirth of the Laputian kingdom. Shida, Prepare yourself for the thunder of Laputa.
1: Sheeta! I'm coming! Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah that's what i think what about you
0: you know i i actually first thought it may be some kind of like post-apocalyptic world but i don't think so on subsequent so as you learn more about the story that seems to just be kind of like an alternate reality mikey what do you think jump in here
1: uh i was gonna say like an alternate reality they have like kind of like the same technology we have but it was all kind of designed slightly different. Like they have like blimps and zeppelins and planes and stuff like that. But it was all just kind of like, uh, it's own and it's designed like in its own world or something kind of hard to explain, but I don't know. I don't know how to explain it.
0: Well, it's interesting because you have like in this opening act, Pazu, maybe it's Patsu. Well, okay. I guess we should address that too. Some of us watch the English dubs and some of us watch the Japanese versions. Who did, who did what? English.
1: I watched English.
3: I watched Japanese.
0: And how was that?
3: <sighs> really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have horrendous ADD, and so I had to really lock in on the screen for a full two hours and not move my head because I missed a word. I feel like it was going to be important.
0: <laughs> this is a two-hour and 20-minute running time movie.
3: It's a long ride. I mean two hours
1: and twenty. Mine was two. I got two five. Two oh four,
3: yeah. Yeah, I just uh I liked the Japanese version though overall. felt I don't know, I guess it uh, it just felt authentic, I guess. I did the same thing with Princess Mononoke. <laughs>
2: but did it have James Vanderbeek
3: in it. I know. And was it a young James Vanderbeek?
2: Well, I, I read that the it was actually dubbed in 1999. So he would have been oh, like. So he's 21. at like the height
3: of Dawson. He's at the oh, height yeah. of Dawson's Creek Big right time. there. Big time. Yep. Varsity was... blues in it, straight to Castle oh. in the Sky. Yeah. Post Angus, if you've seen that movie. <laughs> oh, Angus. I love that movie. <laughs> been a while.
1: Also had Anna Paquin, which uh, was kind of annoying. I don't like her voice very much. <laughs> she
2: was bad. You don't like the Canadian-Kiwi mix?
1: Where is that where she's from?
2: She was born in Canada, but I think, in the, but she considers herself a Kiwi because she grew up in New Zealand.
0: But why did she have to talk in half of each for the whole movie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pick- she one. has
1: the weirdest accent. I hope they're all right. Your boss and his wife and that nice train engineer.
3: Does she have a young voice or an old voice? Uh, she would have been like 19 at the time, so... Young. I'll say Shita in the Japanese version was like ridiculously young, like eight years old, nine years old. So that made that one scene that we'll get
2: into later even weirder.
0: We'll come back to that for sure. But uh also, we had Andy Dick in this movie as one of the pirates. What? Uh, he was like yeah. the, the mustached pirate, like the main. Oh, that makes sense. I
2: lost track of all of them. I know Manny Patinkin was in there, too.
0: We had uh, Mark Hamill as Muska, the bad guy. Oh, yeah. What would you think about him, Brett?
2: Uh, I thought, I mean, he, I thought he, I mean, obviously he's kind of a legend voice actor, so I thought he played pretty well, and he was a good choice for that sneaky little character that he was. He had, I don't know, he's pretty talented.
0: He had me completely convinced until Muska got too excited. Then I heard a little bit of the Joker. A
1: superior being such as myself has only one option. Burn them. Don't you agree, Princess Lushita? <laughs> so little oh, yeah. uh, I didn't look up any of the names of the the cast in the American version so I didn't know that it was him so he kind of surprised me there but I thought he did a good job like like Brett said he is like a legendary voice actor I think he's more well known and respected for voice acting than he is for Star Wars
2: yeah he couldn't act in Star Wars that's
0: a hot take that's
2: what that is.
1: <laughs> first, at least in the first movie first
2: movie
0: so just then to round out the uh, voice talent uh, we had Richard Dysart As Uncle Pom, um, the Pappy like character. Uh, No Josh on this episode, so instead of a Christ like character, we get a Pappy like character. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, (coughs) He was was the mad, or he was the doctor in the thing. Oh,
3: he was Dr. Cooper. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you some sort of goblin come to torment me? It's Uncle Pom. Don't worry, he's a friend. Uncle Pom! Uncle Pom, boy, am I glad
1: to see you. I can't see you clearly, yet goblin, but you sound like Potsu. And if these old eyes don't deceive me, there's a she-goblin with you. There are pirates
3: chasing us, Uncle Palm. Oh. And the army's right behind them.
1: <laughs> that sounds absolutely splendid. I
0: and mean, Last but not least, what I thought was the um, strongest overall vocal performance, and kind of what I trans- want to transition to talking about next, uh, Chloris Leachman. Played mm-hmm. the pirate Dola, who was the main uh, woman pirate. Uh, I guess what did you guys think about her, and then like the role of the pirates of the movie in general? Because I think that's what really makes this movie great.
1: What a crazy character that pirate woman is! <laughs> she kind of came out of nowhere and was like out running, out jumping, and out gunning all of these younger pirate guys. These kind of boys. She was
3: built like a linebacker.
2: Yeah, she was huge, and she was. Probably immortal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because she gets blown up at one point.
2: I thought she was probably. I thought she started a little low, but uh, slow. But I thought she was probably the best character. Uh, she had kind of a lot of, uh, like a one eighty turn at the end. Became pretty nice, and I don't know. I thought it was a good uh,
3: character development. Really wish I got to see that American version. My uh, the voice actor for Dola in the Japanese version sounded really weird.
0: How, could you could you uh, do an example of that? Like. Rose didn't hear it. You, we'll dub over it, but you just do your best impression, and then we'll, we'll dub over it later. I can't do no, it. No, no, no. It's fine. It just that, go for it, and we'll dub over uh, it.
3: I'll describe it. <laughs> Remember how Frieza sounded in Dragon Ball Z? Kinda. Vague, like, kinda. Yeah. You have a little bit of a vagueness in that. That's what. That's what she sounded like. <laughs> It was odd,
2: to say the least. I was going to say, what's Dragon Ball Z? I'm like really old. I grew up with the Waltons in Green Acres. What is the Waltons and Green Acres?
0: Oh, my gosh. I think it was after I Love Lucy, but before Cheers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If I would have said Happy Days, would that have worked? Yeah,
3: that would have been fine. Okay. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Pappy.
0: What I really like about the Pirates is that they sort of serve as this bridge between even, like, the normal life and then when things start to get crazy and they, they really do have this sort of character arc, like Brett was talking about where at first they're good and then they're bad but that sort of transformation happens here at the beginning of the second act so where we left off was that the, uh, the little kids have been captured by the military um, so then Luke Skywalker takes Sheeta down to the basement to show her a robot that has fallen from the sky uh, meanwhile Pazu escapes his cell a la the Dark night by climbing out again uh, only to be turned away by Shida. Uh, Pazu then teams up with the pirates to rescue them from government forces. Um, the robot goes full Terminator and starts blowing shit up, and then Pazu and Shida are rescued by the pirates. Uh, they become part of the pirate crew. We get that awkward scene that we talked about earlier um, with some shady love. I Can think? we talk about that? Go ahead. after have to Is burp. this
3: where, like, the part in the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. So weird. I, I, so is that a cultural thing that I'm just missing? What happens? So let's do.
0: Yeah, let's do a better job of setting it up. So Pazu and Sheeta have escaped, and then they're sort of now defunct crew members. So I think Pazu in this scene is like hammering the side of the ship or doing something generic, and she's cooking dinner. And then Brett, do you want to sort of explain what what happens next?
2: Uh well, one guy's outside and he's trying to get the nerve to go in. And it,
0: he's, he's a 28 year old man at least
2: oh yeah at least and she's <laughs> like 9 maybe maybe 12 I don't know
1: is, is that like, what we're guessing how old 12, 12 at enough? most
3: 12 at most Chris Hansen was not far from stepping in at this point <laughs> <laughs> so I mean
2: he's trying to make himself look better He's licking his fingers and messing with his mustache and then he kind of creeps in he's super nervous and he starts blushing I know that in my notes I wrote Rapey vibe, (laughs) question (laughs) mark. So that's kind of what I got uh, out of that one. Then they all started coming in.
0: Come in! I'm afraid I'm still cooking. Nothing's ready yet. It took me a long time to clean everything up. Uh, yes? What is it?
3: Uh. Yes? I've finished my work for the moment, and I've come to offer you my
1: help. Well, that's kind of you. Would you please hand me those plates over there?
3: With pleasure, my little angel.
2: I thought you said you had a stomach ache! I'm in love with you.
0: You? Hello, Mo. No. Too crowded. Hey, what do I look like, a chick?
3: Is there anything I can do? <sighs> How can you
0: Stevie did it translate One of them said better. I love you. Yeah, Stevie did it translate better in the Japanese version.
3: No, it made it even creepier because Anna <laughs> Paquin sounds like older, and the feet, like the girl who voiced she said the Japanese version like was super young, so it made it even worse. When he was like, he just kept mumbling the words "beautiful" under his breath and staring at her, really weird.
0: What? That is not what happens in the English version.
3: Yeah, he in the Japanese version, he's like inside the door, and he keeps like mumbling under his breath when she doesn't see him, like "beautiful, beautiful," and it's really
1: weird. <laughs>
0: い。え?あ、いやいや、暇だからなんか、ありがとう。じゃ、そのお洗いしまっおめえ、さっき腹ないてて。俺暇なんだ。何か手伝い。<笑><笑> Yeah, because in the in the English dub, I think it's more of he's saying, "How can I help?" And then there's a bunch of other pirates who are already in there helping. No, this, a joke.
3: Well, they were helping, but before that, he kept like muttering the words "beautiful" under his breath while staring at her like in a very rapey way. Yikes!
0: Just go let that breathe for a few seconds. Yeah, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just let it marinate. <laughs> let, it,
0: let it sizzle. After the fallen robot is awoken and goes full Terminator. <laughs> uh, wait, Paz, uh, I said that already. So, so they, yeah, they join up with the crew. And then one of the other problems I had with this, this movie, and it's not, like I said, it's not a perfect movie, but there are moments in the movie where the pacing just grinds to a complete fucking halt. And one of those is when Pazu and Sheeta are doing Lookout and you get all this backstory about how she's like some kind of witch who knows spells and it, it goes on for like five minutes. I mean, did, help me out. That was so boring, right?
2: Well, I everyone's, yeah. And everyone's listening to them, which made it extra kind of creepy. Through
0: like uh, these weird tube system things.
3: Well, it's, I mean, it's for the lookout purposes, man. I mean, not expect the lookout person to run all the way back down the ship and tell people what's going on.
1: Yeah. This is sure. also the time where Pazio was making his moves though.
3: Oh, heavy moves.
1: Yeah, put Sheeta underneath his blanket slash robe thing. Putting Sheeta in the sheets,
3: up. dude.
1: Yep. Putting <laughs> Sheeta in
3: the sheets. Oh.
1: Cock blocking these twenty eight year old <laughs> guys.
0: It's weird, too, because, like, if there's any doubt that they're creeping on her, like, they're all listening and acting all sad that a, a boy her age is about to get it in.
3: I wouldn't go... I wouldn't to get it in, but... I didn't mind this part. I kind of liked it, actually. What'd you like about it? I don't know. I guess just, like, the closeness of uh, Pazu and Sheeta and... I felt like there were other parts of the movie that maybe that could have been cut out. I'm actually with Stevie on this one. I didn't mind this part at all. I kind of liked it.
0: I'm really scared To tell you the truth
3: I don't want to go to Laputan. But what do you mean? Didn't you tell Dola the
0: truth? I didn't lie to Dola What I said about the light's direction Is true But what if someone else dies? You mean like the robot? He died to save my life I feel awful All this is because of a spell My grandmother taught me all sorts of spells. A spell to use when you're looking for something. I thought it was enduring, and I think that, like, all jokes aside, like...
3: It drew me closer to the characters, put it that
0: way. Their relationship really isn't that sexual, really. It's, no. It's more of, like, a boy and girl. Friendship. Yeah, friendship, but... Yeah. I and mean, even, even the mom listening didn't really bother me because, like, she's kind of, like, reacting when they're, like, she's not as mean as she seems and she gets a funny look on her face, like... Say a couple other funny things too in there. Um, it's just, it just goes on for a very long time, and she is just always so concerned about the collateral damage that she's doing. Like she just keeps going on and on about like, "You'll get hurt," or "The robot will get hurt," or blah 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 blah.
2: <laughs> yeah, she was
0: Berg uh, and
2: pretty annoying and cried all the time. But
0: yeah, I mean, whatever. I
1: think that's just. Anna Paquin's voice is getting to you. It's <laughs> it true. Be. Could be.
2: That's true. It's Oscar award-winning actress Anna Paquin.
1: For this? Or for something no. else?
2: No. For the the piano when she, when she was, was like, like her 12? first movie. Yeah, she had no acting experience. She won an Oscar. I hate that
3: movie. Never seen it. That's terrible. Don't watch it. Anyway, Pat, keep going. Yeah, sorry, Pat.
0: No, yeah, no, that was great. Uh, the only other note that I had here for the second act and. If you guys have anything else about the, the heart of the movie here. Uh, there's a lot of similarities to Sonic 3. I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> the do- mustache yeah. on the pappy? Dr. Eggman. Yeah, he looks just like. Yeah, a, straight stash. Yeah, that's literally the only note I had. But do you guys have any other thoughts on the, the heart of the movie here? Like the sort of uh, ship act? Where I said the second act sort of ends then is that they're on the lookout they go up in a hang glider to have a better view of the Goliath who's chasing them. That was dope. And they end up going through this like semi psychedelic cloud uh, that surrounds Lapida.
2: Yeah, they called it like a hurricane, like, like a couple times. Yeah. It's
0: pretty sick. Yeah, it was nice. We're
1: kind of just glossing over how like awesome all of this animation is because he we've talked about it before in other. Miyazaki movies, but like every scene is could be like a painting on its own. So like all of these scenes are really awesome to watch. Really great animation, and it's like from such a small studio too. So it's pretty crazy.
0: This was their first movie, right?
1: Uh, I don't know. Actually, I think it's, yes,
0: it was. It was their first studio movie. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Like the fact, I, this the way the movie looks. Like for this to be a studio's debut, this is like Pixar coming out the gates with like. Toy Story or Disney coming out with Snow White, this is like a classic with your first at bat.
3: Do you think they went the Disney route, Pap, where like up until like Pilo and Stitch, Disney's like all their backgrounds and their animated movies were paintings. Do you think they did that in this movie?
0: Bro, oh, it's all painting. Even today, uh Miyazaki is like ninety nine. He still does painting? Yeah, I think that Oh, that's awesome. I think that in Princess Mononoke it was like 95 percent painting and then the, the the parts that weren't painted uh were like the super fast motion parts like the hot dog right. monster thing or whatever but this is all artwork old school painting I'd
3: say it looks
2: beautiful yeah to, to add to that the very first note i took like a minute into it i i uh, wrote has anime improved since 1986 because it looked really good Like, I thought the animation was really good, and I'm like, it looks the same as it does in 2017. So, now that's obviously not true, and I kind of backtrack, but just that's kind of my point to show that it was really, really well done, especially that second scene with all the, where they kind of introduce Earth for the first time, or whatever it's called, those little flying machines and all the backgrounds, that was really cool.
0: And and you're constantly just getting these shots of like, the sky which could sound kind of boring and repetitious but it's not at all like and like i was saying like in that psychedelic scene like it it doesn't look anything else like anything in the movie like it's it's intense it's like dark it's choppy you got these pink squiggly lines flying everywhere it's awesome
1: Yeah, you can tell that it looks—it's a different style from the rest of the movie, and it's like a different style from uh, other Miyazaki movies as well. It's just like how he decided to paint this like trip through this like—I don't know if he wants to call it a portal or whatever—but through this storm to get to Laputa, or Laputa, or whatever. Laputa.
3: La- Laputa. Laputa. Laputa.
0: Well, I think one of the most beautiful parts of this movie is when we finally do get to. Laputa in act three. Uh, so we have a few more gorgeous shots of the robots moving about the castle. Um, I guess, what did you guys make of the robots? Cause they're like picking shit up off of birds' nests. Like, I guess what are your, how would you describe what the state of Laputa is when our two protagonists come across it?
1: These robots uh, the one that uh, picked up their little glider thing and moved it his purpose was to like protect the birds and the animals. And he kind of just reminded me of that little robot from Rick and Morty who's like, sole purpose is to get butter. <laughs> and, and like, that's what all What is he knew. my purpose? <laughs> you pass the toast.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: I didn't really understand the purpose of the robots. Was that explained very well? Or was it just some magic thing?
3: I think every robot just had a purpose. They were like servants.
0: It was somehow tied to the crystal. Uh, I didn't understand that much.
3: Yeah, it got a little weird at the end. Like, a lot
2: of information came at one point.
0: Yeah, so. Uh, I don't know. We, we find out that Muska Well, Muska is able to kidnap Sheeta again <laughs> and, take- <laughs> <Shida>! <laughs> and takes her to the throne room. Uh, we learn that they're, in fact, related, but Sheeta is the true descendant rightful heir of lapida so she's able to control the power of the crystal uh it turns out that this green floating hippie paradise is also a nuclear <laughs> warhead machine or something i don't i mean they could just destroy earth at will
2: yeah it was everything it had everything
0: which i mean the fact that like. It's Japan, and it's clearly shooting nuclear bombs out at the Earth is a little bit telling of his experience growing up, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Is that what this... I I, I don't know. He says he has, like, a theme for everyone, and I couldn't figure out what the
0: theme was for this one.
1: Is this
2: one, like, anti-war? With great power comes great responsibility? (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) Spider-Man.
2: Oh, dang, I forgot.
0: Money never sleeps. (laughs) I don't know I mean I think it's a little bit of I think it's just yeah, maybe it could
3: be a theme of like trying to be the most like in a constant race to be the most technologically and like powerfully advanced You're like you're bound to set yourself back
1: mm.
3: maybe that could be like a theme that he was going for
1: that is probably it I know that he's like a big proponent of not of like keeping things old school that's why he like still hand draws all of these animations and stuff. I think he's like very anti-technology as a person.
0: Well, there's also kind of almost anti-government and anti-military themes. Like in this last act, like the evil government spy kills the evil army, like literally just drops him 20,000 feet out of the castle. Like there's really only two true good guys in this whole story. Our main characters. I think so, and well, and the Pappy, so three. (laughs) Yeah, the the Pappy
1: for sure. Well, he's a godlike deity. Of course, he's (laughs) yeah, yep. He's chaotic, good, chaotic, evil, all wrapped up in one.
3: So, did they ever say what happened to Laputa or Laputa before, like they arrived?
0: No, I don't think so. Why is it in ruin?
3: She she mentioned
2: something about this is why everybody left. I don't remember what it was.
0: It was like to live closer left, to yeah. the earth or something.
2: Yeah, because it had been seven hundred years, and yeah, so I think that gotcha. I think that's why they left. Yeah.
1: Now I understand why the people of Laputa vanished. There is a song from my home in the Valley of Gondwana that explains everything. It says take root in the ground, live in harmony with the wind, plant your seeds in the winter and rejoice with the birds in the coming of spring.
0: One of the questions I have as well is like the tone of this movie. So like I just said, like literally hundreds of soldiers fucking die when they're like Mm -hmm. dropped out of a plane. You have gunplay at the beginning and at the end scenes here. Um, It kind of teeters the line between one of his more family oriented films and like the adult princess mononoke i guess what what's the target audience for this i mean obviously i think we were all pretty entertained but what what do you think's the sweet spot for this movie
1: i thought this was like definitely not as violent as mononoke but i thought it was up there there's a lot of guns a lot of gun play um
0: a lot of of, vibes
1: yeah that creepy creepy thing that kind of came out of nowhere (laughs)
0: It kind of uh, did, yeah. Yeah, but you also have a scene where like two big strong guys are like ripping their shirts by. Flexing. Oh yeah, like, that's like that's humor for babies. Like
3: <laughs> you yeah. weirdest scene in the whole movie. That was really weird.
1: Everybody's like, ah!
3: One guy busts his chest out,
0: and then their fighting so style is like they're just like one off hitting each other and like. Laughing it off. It's so weird. Old
3: school bare knuckle boxing.
0: Why don't you get out of our way? Why don't you just try and make me? Maybe I will. Oh yeah. Make your shirt explode.
2: <laughs> hey, boss! Show him what you're made of.
1: i mending that, I hope you know. I don't know. I think you'd have to say it's directed at what? Uh, how? however old uh, these main characters are. So we said 12, 13,
2: 28. So yeah, don't forget that, that Patsu got straight shot in the face at one point during the movie. Did you guys see that part?
1: He did get shot in the face. His
0: glasses saved him. There's no consequences. Yeah, he's just shot in the face. He's okay.
2: <laughs> I thought that was pretty, like, out of all the murder that you see in this movie, I thought that kind of, like really caught me off guard because there was blood and everything it's kind of cool though.
0: Yeah. I had that note and I also had what's the moral of the story note, but then there's this very last scene too, um, where they do the spell of destruction. Uh, the city of lapita falls apart. Uh, Pazu is, and Cheetah are picked up by the pirates, but then they just kind of like fly off together to start a new life. I thought the ending Felt a little rushed, maybe? I mean it's a long fucking movie, but I think one of the last lines is like Oh, poor little thing. <laughs> Nothing worse than having your pigtail shot off. What have you got under there? Oh, my fault.
3: You must have hurt yourself on now How'd they get inside my blouse?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good pirates, listen to their mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly, yeah, that's what it was. I wrote it down. All good pirates listen to their mom.
0: How, I mean, what'd you guys think about the ending? I guess the very ending spoilers.
3: Well, it's a kid's movie. I mean, just by the rating, but like it seemed a little cookie cookie cutter to me. Yeah, it's like there's no consequences for everything, everybody's happy, all your favorite characters lived. Uh, I mean, and like when they got away, they got away with money too, like so they could afford like a brand new life. I don't know; just it just seemed like there was there weren't any consequences for anything that happened throughout the whole movie.
2: Yeah, let's not forget that when the Laputa, Laputa, like crumbles and stuff. I mean, how many people below were like dead now <laughs> <laughs> from all those rocks Thousands. and stones falling?
1: Yeah, I yeah. One, I think this one was just. Not as clear cut as other Miyazaki movies because, like we said, the story is just kind of out there, and we didn't really know what the theme was. It, it's either this this uh, technology is bad, or like Pap said, the nuke thing. This this one was just like a little far fetched or something. It's kind of the same with Princess
3: Mononoke though, because we really didn't know what to make of that movie either. There, there was a lot of like left to like left to interpretation in that movie as well is that a constant theme in his movies Where like nothing is definitive
1: I would say all, the, all of the ones that I've seen they're all pretty far out there yeah. in terms of like their themes and stuff but I don't know the story is not always totally coherent but that could be like the Japanese version losing some things in the English English translation or something like that but that could be yeah you just gotta Got to kind of sift through it and kind of, I don't know. <laughs> They're weird. They're
0: weird stories to begin with anyways. Brett, is this your first uh, Miyazaki experience?
2: This is my first anime experience in my life. So, yes.
0: Was there some culture shock there? What did you, how did How, how did it, you receive it without giving away a yes or no quite yet?
2: Um, well, since I don't know if it was because I watched a English dub or anything, but I just thought it seemed so not very Japan. If that makes sense, is that common in his movies? I figured it would be like all Japan stuff, like Japanese faces. I don't know. I don't know. I...
0: Are you saying their eyes were too wide, Brett? Is that your No, issue no, no, the no, money? no, 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 no,
2: no. No, that's that's not what I meant at all.
0: But no, I agree. I think that this movie could have taken place in America, and I, I got a lot of kind of American vibes off the government. It doesn't it doesn't look like Japan, but it doesn't look like the United States, and it doesn't look like Australia or Canada or wherever the fuck she was from. So it's kind of in a little one-off its own thing.
3: I'd say the bad guys in the movie had more of like an American look to them. Oh, yeah. Did you guys notice that, especially the Mooska and, like, a lot of the higher-ups in the army? Mm, Yeah, for sure. Had a far uh, more American look to him. And the pirates and everything.
1: Wait, did we talk about the uh, robot with the, like, literal Pokemon that was running all over him? What is that Pokemon's name? (laughs)
3: What? It's, like, Eevee or... Eevee. It was, like,
1: a little fox or something. Yeah, a little
3: fox uh, Pokemon.
1: Like, it was drawn the exact same way. I don't know which came first, this movie or Pokemon, but literally the exact same character.
0: I had written down that when the uh, robot is going full Terminator in Act 2 and that tower is, like, on fire, they play literal Bowser Castle music during that part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: I heard the scores were different between the two movies. Did you guys read that?
0: Yeah, apparently the American dub was more fleshed out or something.
2: That sounds correct. Like the Japanese one only had like an hour of music, so they added more to the American? Or are you you saying it's the opposite?
0: No, I think the American The Japanese
3: version sounded like a bunch of boss battles. Like boss Uh, battles in video games. uh, That's uh, what the Japanese version sounded like.
2: This one sounded like the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack. The cartoon version.
0: Really? I have written, written oh, I down at least four yeah. times. The score is great. The score is awesome. Amazing score. Like at different points.
2: Oh, I liked it. Yeah. I was gonna write that too. It just and I like, you know, Meeting the Beast
3: is a good jam, so Yeah. Yeah, not not the same way in the Japanese version. It sounded like a bunch of boss battles.
0: From my understanding, Miyazaki was okay with that update. Um I don't know. We we usually go subs over dubs on this podcast but I think that if you get a better musical experience and to hear like two two Academy Award winning actors plus Luke Skywalker it's worth it to go with dubs I don't know James Vanderbeek. that's tough I mean Brett do you wish you would have watched the Japanese version and Stevie do you wish you would have watched the American version
3: I'm happy with the Japanese version personally I, I'm kind of torn like I watched it
2: specifically because, you know, I like James Vanderbeek and Cor Leachman and all those people, but I think I uh, probably lost a little bit, at least at minimum a little bit from not watching the the way it was meant to be seen. So, I don't know. It's I'm okay with my decision, but you know, I'll probably watch the other one at some point.
3: I think it would throw like really throw me off to watch the uh, American version for the fact that like the voice actors in the Japanese version sound, but extremely young. And before I can gather like Pazu and Shida sound much older in the American version.
0: Well, I think that's all I have as far as, um, points to talk about. The only other fun fact I had was that this movie prompted the most tweeted moment of all time. And I'll read from the Wikipedia page here. The most tweeted moment in history of Twitter was during an airing of Castle in the Sky on August 2nd, 2013. Fans tweeted the word ballsy or something at the exact time when it was played in the movie. (laughs) So they they tweeted the spell of destruction, and it prompted a peak of 143,000 tweets per second.
2: Uh, What? That beat the Ellen at the Oscars tweet?
0: I think this is the most, like, like hashtag... Same word, or something
1: yeah. Like different
0: tweet. people tweeting about an the event same thing, as opposed to one tweet mm. uh, having. they like aired
1: on TV, and everybody was watching it and tweeted it or something.
0: I guess. Mm. But before, yeah, before we give our yes or nos, does anybody else have any notes that they written down or any any other points on uh, Castle in the Sky before we close this chapter? Of- I I have
2: I have one thing that bothered me, and it shouldn't have bothered me at all, but I think it's in the first act when. They're in the cave and they're eating. Is anybody else offended by how they ate those egg sandwiches?
1: <laughs> ate that whole egg first?
2: Yeah, come on, man. It's like, what's what's the point of the bread if you're just going to slurp that
0: egg off? It's a piece of I Texas agree. toast. That bothered me. And they put an egg on, top, uh, egg on top of it and they...
1: Not, the egg. Uh, now you just have a whole piece of bread untoasted to
0: eat Well, A dry it. piece of Texas toast with no <laughs> butter, no egg, no nothing. Uh,
2: I mean... I, I wrote down everyone seemed to be pretty death proof except for the soldiers at the end but um, I'm actually acrophobic so and like uh terrified of heights and I got a couple twinges during that movie okay. I thought
0: great yeah no I want to ask you about this because this movie treats falling to your death so fucking mm. casually <laughs> just... I didn't
2: I didn't like that I did not like that part <laughs> at all like I was it was I was struggling through some of it I mean even like two minutes in they're hanging out of windows and you know uh Pazu was just like
1: doing everything the side of a blimp.
2: What's yeah, that? I mean he was hanging from vines and yeah, it was it was pretty crazy.
0: When Pazu takes the stone and it's like, "Hey, watch this." and just fucking jumps off the side of the ravine. That was hilarious. <laughs> he should be <laughs> that dead. That was funny.
3: <laughs>
0: Stevie Anything else?
3: Hold on, hold on. I'm doing some hardcore research here. All right, we'll pass it to Okay. My uh, no, no, no. I found it. I found it. The Pokemon that looks, like, <laughs> looks like those little foxes running around that uh, that robot that Mikey was talking about. That Pokemon's character name is Eevee. It was bothering me like crazy. It's Eevee.
0: You could give it the stone it would evolve into one of three different Pokemon, I believe.
3: Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Sorry I get super ADD. I just had to look it up.
2: I'm going to a Pokemon birthday party on Saturday, so.
3: Well, brush up. The character's name is Evie. Eevee? <laughs> okay, got it. I'm
1: going to go. Get, dress your as Evie. Get your new deck and brush up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think we've exhausted this movie. Uh, it's not the easiest movie to podcast on. None of the Miyazaki ones are, but I think they're worthwhile. Uh, so I'll kick it off with mine. It's a yes for me. Um, I wouldn't, call it one of his masterpieces I think that Totoro Spirited Away and uh, Princess Mononoke are all better than this Uh, but it's just an incredible force of imagination Um, I think everyone who loves movies should see all of his movies eventually there's not that many and and it's worth it and uh, it's weird it's out there but it's a it's a yes for me Uh, let's go to our special guest Brett Brett What do you give this movie?
2: i give it a yes. Uh, I thought it started pretty slow. I thought the first uh, act was, I don't know, kind of exciting but dragged a little bit. I really liked the second act, Um, you know, when the pirates start being good and, you know, you you get to see more Dola and I liked the other grandpappy character. I thought he was funny too. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I had high expectations because... uh, you know, the IMDb rating's high, and I saw someone give the the movie a 20 out of 10, and you know, so I, I definitely give it a yes. I mean, I wasn't blown away or spirited away by it, but, um, you know, I thought I thought it was good. I mean, again, like I said, I, I might even watch the Japanese version because, yeah, I need a little more Jappy and less Pappy, so.
0: Whoa! Ooh.
2: <laughs> I'm at Pappy looking
0: the the sizzle sound effect is going so hard <laughs> right now that was a hot fucking take stupid <laughs>
1: Spo- boy oh. man is yelling it's lit all over his <laughs> the-
0: <laughs> <laughs> jesus mikey go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh i agree with everything you said Pap. uh this is this one is definitely a little more out there in terms of like its themes but uh you just got to watch these Miyazaki movies for the animation, if anything else. Uh, they're all masterpieces, and uh, that's what I really appreciate appreciate about them, even if the stories don't always make so much sense. But it's a definite yes for me.
0: Yeah, it's just hard to do justice to something that's so visually stunning. But last but not least, Stevie, will you make this movie, what do we call it, Preserved? Certified? of yeah,
3: course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. It's, I mean, as someone who can't draw to save his life abunder, ab- above like a kindergartner's level, I appreciate animation, especially because these movies take years to make. Like, you can honestly, like, throw together, like, a live-action movie in three to six months, but these movies take years. And this movie looked absolutely beautiful. Uh, I actually enjoyed watching the Japanese version. It felt extremely authentic. Uh, maybe actually pay attention more and uh definite yes for me. Just a fun movie to watch as are all of his movies.
0: Well, there you have it. That's one, two, three, four. yeses. This movie is certified, preservified. Uh, and that brings us to, sorry, I'm pulling up my notes. That brings us to trivia. So Brett, if you win trivia today, are you prepared to host and to pick <laughs> oh, the next episode? Man. That's, that's what's in the line here.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, if you guys want me to, I, I'll, I'll do anything. I, I'm a big fan.
0: Ball never lies. Fan of spoilers. Ball never Ball lies.
1: Never
0: li- Does Josh have so, any influence yeah. on your pick?
2: Josh, he's yeah, got no, you? he's got no influence what over Jeff? my life. Jeff Long, no. Nah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: master of puppets, Jeff Long.
2: No, I, mean, I have some. I have some movies in mind. If you know, but I'm not gonna come on trivia. Is, you guys are the best at trivia. I'm not gonna win over you guys.
1: I don't think I've won in months.
0: Are you familiar with a little game we like to call "sort this shit out"? No. Uh Thanks, Stevie.
3: <laughs> I have to. I'm bad at it. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, maybe. For, the, for those at home and, and for Brett, uh, Sort the Shit Out is my favorite game I like to play. And today is Japanese uh, Business Edition. So I'm going to do a little bit of admin here while I vamp. But okay, so Sort this shit out. What you guys are receiving now are a list of Japanese companies. And you'll be receiving this over Google Hangouts. Uh, and every year, Interbrand. Post their list of the most valuable Japanese uh, brands. So this is based, you know, somewhat on the success of the company. Oops. Somewhat on this, on the uh, overall value of the brand. Let me resend that real quick. Forgot Sony on there. Uh So what your job will be today, friends, is to sort out these Japanese companies from least valuable brand to most valuable brand now to clarify interbrand ranks these brands on the value of the brand itself not the company not what they make it's just the value of the brand these companies can write off on their books so for the listener at home our brands in question today nintendo honda toyota panasonic canon yamaha sony So, again, our brands, Nintendo, Honda, Toyota, Panasonic, Canon, Yamaha, Sony. We're going to rank those brands from least valuable to most valuable. Now, the way Play goes is we'll go to Brett first, since he's our our guest, no tenure, then Stevie, then Mikey. So, Brett will name out of those... Mikey's in the driver's seat. Brett will name out of those companies what he thinks has the lowest brand value. If he's correct, he gets to keep trying to work his way up the chain. Should he miss... Stevie will take over the game, knowing what Brett has already said, and continue to build on that chain. Uh, but he has to say it too, so you got to pay attention to what everyone else is saying. So, one more time, a little bit more vamping. Nintendo, Honda, Toyota, Panasonic, Canon, Yamaha, Sony. Brett will start with you out of those brands, which is the least valuable according to Interbrands study.
2: Uh, I'm going to say Yamaha.
0: Correct. At a value of $900 million, Brett, back to you. What's the second least valuable on that list?
2: I'm going to say Canon.
0: Incorrect. Play passes to Stevie.
3: Yamaha, Panasonic?
0: Nope, Mikey.
1: Ah. Uh, Yamaha, mm-hmm.
0: uh, Sony. Back to Brett.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Nintendo.
0: Yamaha, then Nintendo. Yamaha, Nintendo. It's correct. Nintendo is worth (laughs) $3.2 billion, just name alone. Brett, back to you. What's the third least valuable on that list? you have got Yamaha, Uh, Nintendo.
2: Yamaha, Nintendo, and Canon.
0: Stevie, over to you.
3: Yamaha, Nintendo, Panasonic? Correct. Yamaha, Nintendo, Panasonic... Um, Sony.
0: They make the best movies, and they're worth eight billion billion, just their name alone. Correct. So you have Yamaha, Nintendo, Panasonic, Sony, with three left to go. Uh,
3: Yamaha, Nintendo, Panasonic, Sony, Canon?
0: Unfortunately, Brett has all but been eliminated. Stevie, it's come down to this. What brand is worth more? According to Interbrand, for the win and the right to choose our movie next week, is it Honda or Toyota? What brand is worth less? Excuse me. What brand is worth less? Honda or Toyota?
3: I'll say hold on. Yamaha Nintendo, Panasonic, Sony, Canon. I always do this. This is a nightmare. What brand is worth what brand is worth less? Um pfft. I will say Honda's worth less.
0: And what's the last one? (laughs) Yeah! Toyota. And your winner and next week's host. To recap again, the brands are Yamaha worth $900 million, Nintendo worth $3.2 billion, Panasonic worth $6.3 billion, Sony worth $8.3 billion, Canon, its name alone is worth 11 billion dollars, Honda, 22 billion dollars and coming in at number 1, the number 1 Japanese company, it's brand alone valued at 53.5 billion dollars. Jeez. Wow. Toyota. Stevie, will give you a second to think about what movie you'll pick. Take it away, spoilers man
2: our email is podcast at gmail.com josh hensley from the rutabaga wrote our theme our number is 903-776-4507 and if you enjoyed what you heard today
0: subscribe on soundcloud or
2: itunes please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers
0: clicking on the cereal bowl select the reviews tab and leave us some stars and some words and we're back stevie <laughs> what movie will we be spoiling next week
3: I think it's like a curse to spoil your favorite movie of all time. I just think it's a bad idea because I feel like someone can just dump on it. Um, so like
0: time bandits. Like time
3: bandits, correctly. <laughs> oh,
0: is that your favorite movie of all time? This is about Stevie, Mikey. Let's keep the focus. <laughs> We're running long, We're running <laughs> long, boys.
3: Sorry, sorry. I don't mean to run long. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is *Inglorious Bastards*, but um, never seen it. Quentin Tarantino, uh, his good friend Robert Rodriguez Grabbed together this movie back in the 90s with Antonio Banderas That I think is a lot of fun for the budget that it had It is 1995's Desperado
0: Desperado you uh-huh. your hands. Yep, Desperado Well, I think we're all looking forward to that Brett Great to have you. Open invitation. Will you be on Desperado? Can you commit? Or is that up in the air? Uh,
2: any... Wait, you do it Sundays? Mondays? Uh, Sundays or Mondays. Either, yeah. I can... I will be on... We record this show, live. Want me to
0: be Brett, Brett, we record this live. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anytime anybody clicks on iTunes, we have to re- re-record this and put it out live, so... You-
2: well, that sounds cool. No, I mean, I will i'll I, I mean i'll commit to it but I'll, I'll only do what you guys want me to do
3: yeah come on it'll be a lot of fun
2: i just i feel like if this was my last show i'd, be, I'd feel bad because i was nervous and it was i feel like i'd get better so
0: i think he did great i think he did better than ready steady cut and on that note that <laughs> oh, was something. spoilers spoilers man
2: need a little more Jappy and less Pappy, so